Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Hey, hey, this is LA. Welcome back. So, I ran across a study from Pew Research Center on millennials. And you can find this online. It's not secret knowledge. This one's dated February 17th of 2010. It says, Religion Among the Millennials. I'm not going to go through this whole study. I, I I love these things because i got a social science background. I love this stuff. However, not going to go bananas crazy into that. Here's what I am going to get into. I want to talk about two different points in the study I thought were kind of interesting. The first one is that, according to the study, millennials don't see the value of church attendance like the prior generations. And by the way, I do not like necessarily social tags, okay? The term millennial was actually thought up by a couple of guys writing in a magazine article. These guys were just trying to figure out a name to call these this group, all right? And there was no rocket science behind it, no deep, dark, anything. They just thought this name up. Man, it stuck huge, and everybody ran ran off with it. All right, so here's the thing. In general, with the study itself, they're looking at millennials as 30 and under, and then everyone else kind of falls into 30 and up. But the first thing was church attendance. Church attendance. And then the second thing was the view of the Bible being the literal word of God. All right. Now, so, let me start for a second. Let me start for a second with this uh, with this thought. This has to do with church attendance. I think, in some ways, millennials are not seeing the value of church attendance. Now you, you might be thinking, well, I don't understand. What do, you mean, what do you mean by that? Well, it works this way. If you get someone brave enough to show up at a church and darken the door and come inside and check it out, they're looking at a whole, a whole series of things. How people are acting, if they're being engaged, how they're being engaged, and by engaged I mean somebody's coming up say, hey, great to have you, and it's not just the door. Although the door is important because what do you, you know, you always hear, you never get a second chance to make a first impression, which is true. But 
Think about this way. When somebody comes to to the church, it's it's the whole situation. So if you got a super super awesome person that's a greeter at the door, and then you take them to Bible study, and that's a crash and burn, and then they're wandering around trying to find the sanctuary, and then that's a crash and burn. And then when they get in the sanctuary, they get full. They get filled with a whole bunch of social uh, psycho babble, and and somebody just touches on a few verses and then runs out the door. In other words, that's a crash and burn. Then that makes for a really, really, really poor experience. Now there are a lot of churches that are fantastic at the whole thing. All right. At the train, because I mean, you've got the door, you've got the transition, you've got the education, you got. Hey, this is our church. This is what we do. Here are your options. I see you have kids. And then when people show up, they also want to know that you're not grilling them. You know that that, that you're not scanning them for literature and emails and everything else. So people kind of want to, you know, give their information like they want to give their information. Easy going, right? Want to be in control of how fast the information comes out of them. So here's the thing. How many churches are doing that? Because when people show up at the church, they're also looking at how other people are being treated in the church. And if you've got to click over here, click over here, and nobody's talking to you, and nobody's talking to anybody else, and it looks like, oh, my word, i got to be on the inside. Most people don't want to go through that. You know, I mean, they really don't. Some people do. But I don't believe a whole lot of people are thinking, hey, you know, this is a brand new church. You know, if I play my cards right, I can actually get in a group. No. <laughs> And I would suggest that someone who's on the path to spiritual maturity wouldn't want that. So here's kind of the thing. How much are churches engaging? And here's another story. Here, here's another facet, okay? Same, same thought, different facet. In my opinion, the real, absolute clincher, and this would not just be for millennials, this would be for just about any age group, would be this. If you're in a a dire situation, or you're in a hard spot, and someone comes and helps you, if someone in a church is helping people on a regular basis, and that's what everyone in that church is trying to do, in their community, wherever they're at, on business trips, whatever, eventually somebody might say, you know, this is really nice of you. And then that person can say, you know, I do this because, you know, I have a relationship with Jesus and... I have a church that's fantastic and, and really, really helps take care of me. And we care. If someone heard that, 
they might want to know, what church is that? That is how you invite someone to church. You don't stick a card at them. You don't leave little gospel bombs all over the place. Because that doesn't work. Very seldom does that work. It's when someone notices someone else being godly, doing Jesus stuff with other people. That's when someone takes notice and says, hey, I might want to go and see that church. Then when they, if they go and they see other people in that church with the same attitude, doing the same kind of thing, all of a sudden they go, whoa, this is a place I want to be. This is a place I can grow. You know, there's that. So, that takes us to the Bible part. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 35, that heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. That's pretty permanent. So there is a literal word of God. Now, the question is, where is it? Now, if you ask a KJV person, they're going to tell you it's in the KJV version. And I'm not going to agree with that. Even though I love KJV, I am using my KJV right now. I'm going through it, trying to get all of the books of the Bible through in the KJV. It's not, and I use that version as well as others. But here's the thing. I think part of the problem or at least part of the disconnect concerning, hey, you know, I believe that's that's important, you know, it's the Word of God, but it's not like the Word of God, is that we're not educating anybody. We're not letting people know about the Bible. And a lot of times, pastors are like, well, you know, nobody comes to Bible study. Well, I don't. This is too hard, and I don't want to. I don't want to hack anybody off. And that some, you know, don't get me wrong. There's a ton of pastors out there that are absolutely teaching their little hearts out. But how often is that happening? Is that the rule or the exception? Because if it was the rule, I think we would find that a lot of these statistics that keep popping up looking kind of grim would not be going the direction they're going. How often do you hear the history of the passage, the culture of the passage, the language of the passage? How often is your pastor telling people these things? Telling you about, hey, 66 books, you know, this is the New Testament. This, this is what we call the Old Testament. It really isn't the Old Testament because this guy thought, thought the Old Testament, you know, the term Old Testament up. Are we teaching about the Bible itself? It's, 
I think that's where part of the disconnect is because I really feel like if there was more teaching, teaching, teaching on the Word, it would draw people. It would draw people. It was, I mean, wasn't there a verse that said, you know, if God said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me, not just men, but women, all people. How do you lift up God? You lift up the word he gave us, and you teach it, and you go deep diving. And the people that don't come to the study are the people that would probably leave anyway. Or they're there for another reason. They're not there to grow. And that's another element of church dynamics I'm not getting into now. But here's the thing. If we were teaching more and the word started getting into people and all of a sudden the spirit started because the more word you get in you the more the spirit can use and it is like fuel on a fire the thing is though is it's not like a flash fire where you throw gas on something it's more like it's more like a, uh, a fire you keep feeding. You keep putting the logs in, putting the logs in, putting the logs in. It's slow burning, and then it gets hotter and hotter and hotter, and it lasts. That's, that's the fire in the Word of God. That's how that works. But if you stop feeding the fire... Slowly gets colder. So, if you're not in a church that is teaching you, I mean teaching you the Word of God, then I, I feel for you. And I would encourage you to find a church that is. Because you have to grow. And being in the church, by the way, is not an optional thing. Going to church is where you meet with other people, you, and the Spirit of God is there. You meet with other believers, and it's supposed to be a synergistic kind of thing. Where their gifts help you, your gifts help them, and I, I want to use the word magic, <laughs> but it's, it's not. It's so much more than that. Because to have, a, to have a church that is teaching the Word of God, living the Word of God, showing other people the Word of God, and demonstrating the Word of God when they're away from the church, that is, that's a beautiful thing. That is a beautiful thing. So, if you're under 30, and you're kind of feeling the disconnect, please, I'm begging you, don't throw it out. Find, find a church. Look around. 
There's there's all kinds of information on the internet, believe me. Try a few. No church is perfect. Please don't ask or expect them to be. But they ought to be teaching and they ought to care about you and others. And they ought to be doing outreach in the community. Now, the uh, if you're 30 and over, hey, welcome to the USS. We need to try harder. <laughs> if that's the case, if you're in a church that's rocking and rolling and, and has and, and God's at the helm, then okay. And, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But if it is broke, please see what you can do. And I want to encourage you always, always to be a voice of encouragement to keep on keeping on. Thank you for listening to this edition of Speak It On. If you would like to support this ministry then please go to Patreon under L.A. Blackburn. May God bless every effort you make to do His will in His Word.